Well, welcome to this week's Inspired Well podcast. And we're still here in Kentucky. This is the second part. And a lot has happened since our first one. And in the first part, I'm, I'm, let me just preface this. I'm here with Todd Tackett, Nash and Tackett. And it is the 29th. Uh, we find it hard. Yes, we have. It's Very been, hard. It's been a unique, uh, unique year for weather. Uh, just so hot. Um, on the first podcast, we talked about the progression of, of Landon, Ashton, and Kelly's Bull coming to this year. And, uh, of course, Jordan was here. We put him on a plane day before yesterday because he had to get back. And so, Todd, you got either promoted or demoted. I'm not sure which. <laughs> Me either. To run in demoted, camera. I can tell you that now. You, to run in camera. <laughs> and um, the first thing I want to do is throw out to you now you've been with us with a multitude of camera guys tanner garrett craig craig uh jordan dustin and now jordan um but and lane yeah lane was in uh was wyoming. wyoming with us what do you think about this running this camera business i'll pass I'd rather do the shooting. Yeah. It's a lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. But it, but you picked it up pretty quick as far as you you were familiar with DSLRs cuz Kelly shoots one and and so I showed you some settings and you were you were pretty comfortable with it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we, see what the final outcome yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ashton, you've been in and out coming hunting with us. What do you think about this year? It's been kind of hot, huh? Yeah. And then we had one day where it just poured on us too that's right we'll get into that because that was the morning that we went after jordan left and you guys came out and that was yesterday yeah and it was the opening of rifle and uh but before we jump into that let's get caught up so uh we talked we had had that encounter with the bull we called bully bully which was um we figured a three-year-old bull that we called out got great footage he bugled for us in the middle of the meadow and stuff like that and came to about 18 yards but um we let him go we were hoping that bigger bulls would move in because we had it's been weird in years past there's usually one or two bulls that people know about right right we haven't really seen that i i i, I don't know if it's just the heat um you know all of that kind of uh, snowballing to where everything uh, the cows just aren't moving much the elk aren't talking much well bully bully was screaming his head off and my hope was that he was going to attract some attention and um, so we kind of concentrated on that area and Jordan and I went back in there and had another encounter with him but we only got to about 80 90 yards we didn't have that close encounter with the bow like we had before and it was a bummer and then we had to i had to bail and and drive three hours to to put jordan on a plane and come back and then you came out and we headed out but we really didn't have that great of uh an encounter that first evening that no. was that was friday night that was the last night of bow hunting season right and we did get into uh a bull bugling up on on that ridge over there but we never even really made a play no 
But what we were setting ourselves up to do was open a rifle. Right. All right. Now, I'm going to throw it to you, Ashton. Tell us about that the first morning there, yesterday morning of rifle, when we were going down, that bull was bugling. What happened? Like when we were going. Remember we were on the two-track? Yeah. And what happened? It started raining. Well, even before that, though, we we were listening to a bull bugling below us, and he was kind of side-hilling, and we were on a... Road above. Right, yeah. about probably halfway up the of the ridge. Right. So we're kind of shadowing him, and he's bugling. We think, oh, this is going to work. He's going to step out into. He's got to step out into a hole. Or, but this whole time we can't see him, but we can hear him. He's bugling. He's he's, you know, carrying on. Yeah, tending his cows. He's got about five or six cows with him. And you are the one. I was so fixated over the edge as we we're going along. And understand this, people. It's not like there's a road and you can look off and it's all—it's just a hill down. There is a berm on this road that has weeds that are five feet tall, so we are completely in cover. Yeah, not to mention that it's got autumn olives underneath it, which right. completely prohibit us seeing Anything. underneath us. But we can hear him moving. We can hear him glunking. We can hear him tending cows. Okay, so we you get a hold of me and you stop, 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 stop. Yeah, that's because the cows were standing in the road going up the hill, you know. Forty we yards yeah, in front of us? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and I'm so fixated over the edge, I'm not even paying attention to where we're going as we're moving along. And so you and Ashton stop, get my attention, and I look up, and all I see is the back end of a bunch of cows going, uh, you know, around the corner. Luckily for us, the bull wasn't with them. Um, and so we think, oh, okay, well, the bull's going to follow those cows right up there. So we get set up. Yeah. And that's, what ha- that's when what happened? Uh, it started raining. A little bit? <laughs> a little bit at a time. And then after a while, it just started pouring everywhere. It must have probably, what, 20 minutes of rain? I'd say 20 to 30 minutes but of just solid downpour. Half I gotta have had a. Ha- I mean, there a hasn't been a. An inch. There hasn't been a puddle. There hasn't. I mean, most of the tanks are dry, and all of a sudden it just opened up. And the crazy thing was, there was no rain in the forecast. No. It felt good to be honest, because it was really humid, hot, and um, for the first time in my life, I saw what did you call that? Heat lightning. The heat lightning, yeah. And what causes that was that? That was early in the morning, you know. Right. What causes that? I have no idea. Wow, but it was—you just look up and there's flashes in the sky. In clear, in a clear sky. Right. Yeah. Weird. And then the clouds started rolling in, but when it rolled in, it rolled in and dumped on us. Yeah. So we stood there thinking, this bull's going to step out at forty yards. Yeah, and it pouring the rain. We've got a hat on the camera, and <laughs> we don't even. We, <laughs> He, some kind of cameraman he is, huh? We don't even have a a, a, a plastic bag. Well, I hadn't nothing. rained in a month. Who would have thought that it was? I was even wearing my tennis shoes. I didn't even think I would need to wear my boots. That's right. You decided, yeah, it's, you know, because you'd wore your boots the night before, and you said, oh, I'm just going to wear my tennis shoes. It's going to be hot. And yeah, and then all of a sudden we're dumped on. So advance forward. During this rainstorm, we look over the edge and we see a bunch more cows and see the bull walk through an opening. Yeah, we find a, a clearing in the berm where we could see at an angle, and there were the cows. And 
the bull was right there, but by the time I got set up on him on the camera, he was, he I was just looking at his rear. Right, he'd walk through, and I could barely see the cows in my scope because it was just, I mean, water drops and just, Oh yeah, yeah. And it was still humid, the, the, the fog was lifting. I couldn't focus on the camera at all. Yeah, so it was, uh, we were heightened adrenaline, but also disappointment because he's right there he's right there so so finally it quit raining and they feed on and so we think okay let's keep shot on them and i have no idea where they went yeah he just shut up yeah, i mean he shut up and um we thought he'd bugle a little bit longer because it was now it was pretty cool but he didn't so we went around and oh, i think man. their i think their intentions was to come up to the clearing where we were headed out toward but when the thunder and lightning started, you know, I think that put them right back into the timber. One thing I've noticed about this year, even versus last year, and of course the prior year, is the height of the underbrush. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. The height of the underbrush is five foot. I mean, clearings that we used to walk through that was knee high, it's now you're wading through pushing you know tinking on the on on my bugle tube that that echoes has an echo chamber and yeah everybody just, you know trevin's about head high with this <laughs> the grasses and stuff so you're not much taller than me so you you don't have a lot of room to yeah but i've got i'm just above it so yeah, yeah. it's funny because when landon when we hunted with landon he was so much shorter than he is now and landon's taller than i am he's he's five nine now yeah yeah and you're gonna be taller than me soon ashton it'll be might be a couple years but anyway so we pulled out uh kind of we didn't want to spook the elk that were in there and so we kind of backed out and we just thought you know let's go check a few more places that we've been hearing bugling bulls and some of what we've learned is knowing where to bugle farm is huge because mm -hmm. you can your your broadcast we call it prospecting but you broadcast that sound out and that allows us to get the answers and okay there's a bull here and then a lot of times we'll look at onyx or something like that and go okay i think he's in this holler or this this basin or whatever and there's uh back over by where bully bully is or where we had that encounter with that uh, five by six that three-year-old bull uh, we went out on that point and bugled, and Bull answered. And I, honestly, I thought it was Bully Bully. I'm just like, well, there's Bully Bully again. Well, let's go see if anything else is going on. And so we worked over there. I think we dropped you off at, at the office here where we're staying, and we just ran out over there. Yeah. And, um, and we ended up going up and over that, that ridge. And that was a timbered little pocket there. I mean pines and pine trees and and it was pretty thick yeah and he bugles at us and we're 50 yards from him maybe and we think oh bully bully you know he's he, he maybe we can call him out so we cow called and we you know we're trying we're kind of bow hunting him is what we're doing but we have we, of course it's rifle season well it's not like where we were standing it we couldn't bow hunt him anyways right. because it's a so thick. thick yeah he doesn't move matter of fact he shuts up so our thinking and i think it was right is we said you know let's he's not going anywhere let's pull out of here before we bugger him out and we'll come back in this evening and 
I had known enough about that little bowl and that little draw back in there along with that ridge and that meadow where I called Bully Bully out into um, that I felt, you know, maybe we'll have a chance to to get a shot at him. We'll set up on some of these openings. And so we came back, had lunch, and did what we did, you know, took a nap, whatever. <laughs> Went back out there, and I set up on the road in an opening where we actually had seen elk walk through, and it's probably as big as this room. Yeah. Not very big. And sure enough, we never made a peep. Sure enough, he bugled. And again, we're still thinking this is bully bully. Even though I'm hoping that a bigger bull has moved in, I don't know that for a fact. And what did you say? We should go sit up on that meadow. Yeah. You even suggested. <laughs> I'm like, no, let's stay here because, you know, he could. Time starts going. Well, I've been with you long enough to know not to argue with you because you like to run and gun. You know, that's 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 you. You you like to, to, to uh, what you call, I guess, stop, what do you call it? Well, stalk and spot and spot stalk. and stalk. But the difference, though, is we can't really do that here because you can't spot them. Right. So we're running and gunning like, like I'm you more, were. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more accommodated to finding a nice clearing and getting the vantage point right. to be able to shoot from and then setting and waiting. Now, that a lot of comes in the difference between being a rifle hunter and being a bow hunter. Um, I tend to rifle hunt like a bow hunt, which isn't necessarily the best because you have so much more latitude. To me, sitting up on a ridge top, I'm not close enough. Well, yeah, you are with a rifle, you are, yeah. <laughs> right? So so we go and, and uh, we sit there and it's getting seven o'clock. We got about 30 minutes of light left and we find, well, let's go up here and let's work into the edge of that meadow. And I knew how to kind of maneuver our, to that corner. Well, this meadow is four foot tall cerisa weed and but it has a little bit of a, a roll, a, a little roll to it. And back in the back, which is where we had the encounter with that uh, bully, bully bull that we called in during bow season, um, we can't, you can't really see that very well mm. because of the roll. Well, I didn't realize that. So we get in kind of tucked in the autumn olives and it's starting to get dark and we're looking around and I have not raised my binoculars or anything like that at this juncture. What we didn't know is there were cows already out on that other side and um, maybe it's your height advantage I'm not sure what but you got the camera set up and then you picked up your binos and you said there's cows right yeah, there's, there there's cows standing there looking at us right and it was 150 yards away you think maybe right okay. at it yeah and I so I grab my <laughs> I grab my binos and I pick them up and I scan to the left, and I see this rack turn. Yeah. And that's all you can see is the rack. And I'm like, there's the bull. Well, let me back up just a step. I had called a little bit. Yeah, you cow called. I had cow called. So that's why those cows were looking right at us, because they, they pinpointed where the sound came from. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a great hunter. Yeah, so uh, here I am raising the camera up as you, high as it would go. And, you the, literally, and then I've raised my binoculars. He cow called and I raised my binoculars up, and here they were. They just, there's five or six of them just right. staring right at us. Right, and you are, uh, it's kind of, it's comical if you can imagine this. We're standing there. We're just above the weed line, probably chest high. 
roll in the hill, and you have a pretty tall tripod anyway, mm-hmm. but now you have the neck raised all the way up, so it's you're reaching as high as you can reach, bending the screen down on that Sony. Yeah, just to work it. Just to work it, and you're filming above your head, which is good because we got footage of the bull. Um, but the bull, I, now I'm like, okay, well, I need him to come my way, so I cow call a few few more times, and now. Nah. He goes, walks over there, and then walks right back into the timber. Yep. Makes one circle and heads right back in. So we are frustrated. I'm like, why didn't I listen to Todd? Why didn't we get up on the hillside? Why didn't we sit on that? Uh, you know, all of these things are going through my mind. I think when we were heading out of there, shake, I was shaking my head. Pretty, pretty disappointed. Ashton, did I seem like I was disappointed last night? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was. But I was disappointed because one different decision, and we could have killed that bull. Yeah, but then we'd have been doing it up in the in the nighttime and stuff. So. Well, yeah, it is what it is. And we knew we had today. So the whole plan was we went out, we're going to come back in, and we formulated a plan. We were going to get there before light. We were going to work up on the opposite ridge and sit and watch that meadow. Whose idea was that? believe it was yours <laughs> well and then, believe and it was then even after i made the ideal trevor gets out there and he turns left to start up the hill and he's like ah brush and i could tell he turned straight like right around to the road and started walking right down the road and i was like oh no we're going up <laughs> so i just tie up through there and here he comes behind me i don't know if he really wanted to or not I, w- I would have worked my way up there i was looking i wasn't going up into the meadow i was gonna find another way because my i stepped in there and right away it was all briars of course this is pretty dark so you can't really tell where your openings are so yeah, yes. it was just light enough just to see that you know that we were we were walking. When All you right. turned to the to the grassy weedy areas, you couldn't see. So so I appreciate that you blazed a trail, <laughs> and we but we didn't go up thirty yards. Yeah, maybe thirty yeah, yards. But that got us another twenty five thirty yards taller too. Right. So we sit and I say, "You think this is okay?" And you said, "Yeah, yeah, I think we're good." I said, "I don't. We can't. We can't see the other side." You said, "Yeah, you can see the other side. Fine." Yeah. Okay, I am at this point, I didn't hardly sleep last night because of just the, that jitters. You know, we've, I've had opportunities. I've been so, I was so close the other day, and, you know, and, and it's like we're coming to the end. It's the story of this Kentucky hunt. It always <laughs> seems like it comes to the end. And we get sit, sit down, everything gets set up, you get the you get the camera set up. I get the bog pod, you know, all set up where I think I can, you know, but I can't see Jack. Yeah, the the it's there's a little bit of fog, just a little bit of fog, but it was also pretty dark. So we're sitting there, and and I I pick up my binos. I can see elk bodies. I can't make out if they're male, female. I I can just see the color, and I'm like, there's elk in there's elk in there in the middle of the meadow and I, so now adrenaline dump oh yeah so i'm shaking like this and you're telling me i can't see anything no There's i couldn't, no see, I couldn't see anything in the camera or nothing and then oh yeah and then you said go ahead and hit record we'll just start recording and i'm like trevin 
I said, are you sure there's a card in here? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, well, it, it normally says standby right here. And it says, and it's got that little red emblem up there for no card. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't think so. Luckily, <laughs> we are, you are a good cameraman and you had card case. So we popped a card in there. Everything's good. We hit record. And at this point, camera's still it's almost like it's off. Yeah, you can't even see nothing, but you can see the you can see the elk out in the field by this time. I mean, right. you it was a you had a shot. I mean, right. you could t- could have took that shot at right. this well, time. Yeah, it was legal light, but uh, so we end up we waited fifteen minutes. Wouldn't uh, you at say? least fifteen minutes. Yeah, and I I'm I'm looking at the camera, looking at how it looks, I'm looking at the elk. The elk turns, the bull turns, and now now I can t- now we can tell it's the bull. Yeah, and by this time the cows had had ventured on back toward the, the timber. I mean they were still in the field, right? But they were getting closer to that edge, and I could see Trevin was getting nervous. <laughs> There's a couple of times I kind of went through in my mind. It, I was telling you this earlier, Tanner, uh, when I killed that bull last year. Um, when I was setting down at, to kill that bull, I knew I had one window. That bull was standing there, looking, quartering to me, and I knew I had to shoot him in the shoulder. I had one shot, because the moment he took a step left or right, he was out of my view, and there was no shot. And I remember Tanner told me, Tanner said, just take a deep breath and squeeze, and let it surprise you. You're fine, you got one shot. Just, Just take it. So I'm, on the bull as he's doing what he's doing he even gave us a bugle he gave us one oh, yeah. one bugle and um i remember breathing you know trying to calm, calm myself down taking deep breaths and the scope was not steady on him <laughs> like it was moving a lot and i'm just like ah so then I, I adjust my power. I mean, I'm playing with the, 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 from six to eight to nine, you know, what do I want? And I'm playing around, so I'm getting it, you know, I'm, gun's still on safety. We, we can't film it yet. And then I think I looked at you and I said, even if we can't film it, I'm shooting him. Yeah. If he starts to walk out. <laughs> yeah, you I, said I, when he gets right. close to the edge, I'm shooting. All right. And so he was, he was starting to kind of meander a little bit and he was actually, he was walking away from us and yeah. I cow called and he turned broadside and that's when I took safety off. And yeah, you looked at me and said, I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot. <laughs> so I, and I still couldn't see anything in the screen. So the only thing I knew to do was just get my phone out and lay back. I just laid back as far as I could and I videoed you shooting, you know. Yeah, so. from, from the perspective with yeah. your phone and, um, yeah, I mean, these these cameras are amazing. As far as when I started filming 15 years ago, you had to wait 30, 35 minutes. And with some setups, um, you can get pretty close to shooting light, you know. And this, this uh, today, uh, I did look, you could see the elk on the screen. You could make out an elk on the screen focus and stuff like that you know you're kind of unsure about that because it's foggy yeah the fog and, is what yeah. you know so it wasn't that it if it would have been a crystal clear day i i don't think it would have been an issue but what 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 put us back was the fog that had settled in and so i just remember getting the crosshairs on him and again this bull uh 
he's a six by seven. I have no idea where he came from. We just know Bully Bully's no longer around. So right. apparently he did. What I was thinking, what I was hoping, was that he would move in, or a bigger bull would move in and kick him, uh, Bully Bully out. You know, which was a three-year-old bull. This bull's five, six, maybe seven. I don't know. I'm gonna, we'll remove a tooth. We need to make sure we do that so that uh, that we can. Because I want to have him. I like lo- love it when Kentu- the way Kentucky has him aged. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I just remember getting on that trigger and thinking, it won't go off. It won't go off, you know? But all I'm concentrating on is, is steady, steady, steady pull with that crosshairs on, and it goes. And, um, and then he wasn't there. Yeah, I'm like, did you hit him? Because I couldn't see the elk from right. the angle where I was right. laid, laid right. back. Right. All I could see was you. Right. And I raise up, and I don't see anything. And so I picked my binos up, and I could see him. I could see his antler, and he was he was down, but he was, you know, he was doing the old kicking. You see, all I seen were the cows coming back around, standing mm-hmm. right in the middle of the field after you shot. Mm-hmm. You know, before the shot, you really couldn't see them. But after the shot, they ran straight out in plain view. Right, yeah. That was an emotional moment partly because we've hunted so hard yeah. partly because conditions have been tough we haven't seen a good bull and um this bull is i mean i don't know what it scored 320 330 yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. I don't know it doesn't matter to me he's chocolate horned he's wide he's massive he's mature you know, he gave us a bugle. Uh, it's all of the things that you look for, especially having hunted Kentucky a little bit in a, in a great bull. And then having the experience with you guys, having been able to share this whole progression of Landon, Ashton, and then Kelly. And then this year to really be able to bring it full circle. Yeah. And that's that's what's special for me is because it was a very emotional time because I I felt like I didn't know if it was going to happen. Yeah, and it, it was it was kind of looking doubtful there for for a, you know a couple of times out. You know, we get frustrated and then bam, it's like yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, definitely one of my favorite hunts of all time just partly because of the highs and lows, the emotional highs and lows. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one thing to go out and on, a, let's say, an easy hunt. And this would, I'm not saying that Kentucky's ever been easy, but in a hunt where you go out and you kill, you expect to kill. And it's good, and it, you feel good. But these ones where you work and you persevere and you persevere and you persevere, and then it all comes together. And to be able to have a situation, I was I was going to kill, kill a bull off a camera, yeah, or try and set the camera up myself or whatever. And for you to step in, be able to run the camera, and we haven't looked at the footage, so maybe I'm talking it up too much. But um, yeah, <laughs> please wait. <laughs> but uh, the story's there. And what a heck of a storyline of being able to have interaction and being able to to have a bull like 
bully bully that was a three-year-old and, and be able to want to let look for that more mature bull and then have him show up yeah and it's and it's late just like we planned oh yeah just like we planned yeah <laughs> exactly like he read the script and then this morning you know it's just crazy that you suggested he'd come out and sit there and i'm just like man there's just no way that can happen that's too perfect and it happened so I don't know. Maybe, like you said this morning, maybe maybe the, the the thing you need to do is just show up the last day. That's what that's what we talked about yesterday. That's, that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start coming out on the last day when you whenever you're hunting and you call me up and you need me to come out or want me to come out or something. We plan it up. I'll ask you what day you're going home, <laughs> and that's the day I'll come out and hunt, or the day before. <laughs> the day before, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Ashley, what do you think, bud? Fun mm-hmm. hunt? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I wasn't really hunting. there. You weren't with us, but you got to you got to go recover the bull, and uh, you got to hang out. I mean, you've been in camp, every, you know, around school and stuff like that. What did you think when you rolled up on it? Did you think it was a good bull? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think back to my bull. And... <laughs> He's comparing already. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even remember what mine was. Mine was like. You have watched Yours was a 330 is an 8x7. Yours was definitely more points. I think the bull I kill has longer main beams, but he doesn't have the character of your bull. Your but I think I think as far as size-wise, I think yours was probably the closest to Ashton's of the bunch that's being Body killed. Wise? Body-wise? Body-wise, yes. Oh, yeah, because your bull was humongous. Yes, and that's, yeah. then yours, I mean, that... What, did you ever have his checked for age? Yes, I believe his was six years old. See, and that's when they told me mine was eight. Yes. And you're like, uh, I think they got them mixed up. Get to, because, because mine, smaller rack, smaller body size, he just didn't look like an eight-year-old, eight-year-old bull. No. An eight-year-old bull should have had at least, I mean, I understand that sometimes their racks can start to diminish, but the bull I killed that year was a lot smaller bodied bull. So, yeah, maybe they got... Uh, the t- a tooth somebody's crossed and they yeah. sent me somebody but still I, it, I I do like the fact that we get to send it in and you get to understand the age structure and the age class stuff like that that's pretty cool yeah well this has been a fun hunt and I've got 22 hours now that Jordan's not here I got a 22 hour drive by myself home sounds like fun oh <laughs> And I got a lot of stuff to load up. Yeah, you you've got a lot of packing to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know what's next. I mean, for us, we'll just have to see. We'll have to I'd see. Like, I need to get you out on like a spot and stock mule deer hunt with a bow. You, I think you guys get a kick out of that. I think I would too. I mean, I loved I loved the the antelope hunt that yeah, we that went was on. Fun. You know, with Jeremy and yeah. and you and Tanner Lane, and, and Lane, Lane and yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I had a blast. That was fun. That was fun, and that was a, you know, it was a wild ride. But but uh, I will say this: you and I, pretty much the cream rose to the top when it came to shooting. I believe you had one shot, and I believe I had one. That shot. is correct. And everybody else, two or more multiples, <laughs> and some of them did not come home with an antelope yep that's i believe that's the, the i believe that's the reference i made to you to, uh, yesterday i believe i said are you going to pull a tanner oh yeah <laughs> this trip <laughs> you gonna you gonna wait and wait and wait till you 
Oh yeah. Because uh, you probably could have. I mean, we we've had like you had this. We thought it was a four before, but I guess you guys seen it yesterday. It was a five by five. Yeah, the little one that was in the, the little one that that lived right there in the impoundment. Yeah. I mean, you can go out there every evening around seven o'clock, and he's sitting right there by the cattails. Uh, Two year old bull. And then we've got what well, the one that we called. Number eleven. Number eleven. He's got two spikes, fifteen inches high. I mean, we've drove right by him several times. So I mean, well, to just it's to, not like we didn't have an opportunity to, no. to just take an animal. It, to kill a to kill a elk wasn't the goal, right? To kill a mature, a mature bull was the goal, and I think I think that's really, I think that's as I get older. I find that's the key. Score's great. Score's fine, but it's just a reference of how big big is, right? Mm. For us, um, or at least for me personally, I can't speak for everybody out back outdoors, but for for me, being able to kill for like a white tail um, or a mule deer or something like that, you know, a four, five, six year old, that's that's an, that's a trophy. A bull, you know, you start killing five, six, seven-year-old, that's, that's you know, you're killing something that's been alive for a while. That, yeah. That understands the game. Right. And, and you know, I, I think that's the challenge. So. Yeah, I really doubted this happening today as, as easy as it did. Yeah. Because just the way he come out last night when he knew something was wrong. And whoop. And whoop, he just flipped right around and went, I mean, there's no way he could have smelled us. Nope. And he, there's no way he could have saw us. Now, the cows may have seen the top of her head, right. but I don't think they were really that alert because they well, were still one, there even after yeah. after he left. They yeah. were still there. Yeah. Uh, so he just knew something was up, and he come out, and I think he was trying to round them cows up, and he just, just turned around and went right back into the brush. I agree. I agree. So he was definitely, a, uh, he'd definitely been around. Yeah. What a, what a great adventure. Well, this wraps it up. I think what we need to do is close her out. We got some packing to do. Some, I gotta unskin that head out and uh, get that cape rolled up and put in something so I can put it on ice. And then we'll head home. Sounds good. You got anything to add, buddy? No, nothing. Ashton, you're a chatterbox, and, and this is not normally like Ashton. Ashton is the I have nothing to say. Is talkative one. I know because it wasn't your. I understand, but I wanted you on because you shared in the in the camp and the camaraderie. That's part of the fun. Hey, he was with us in the pouring rain. That's right, and I think that's what. <laughs> I think he was like, "What am I doing out here?" Right. Yeah. Oh. We kept on thinking we could still see him or kill him because we never really even saw him yeah. we didn't even know how big we, he was we and... didn't know we, for sure we didn't know exactly what he looked like and when i looked at him i mean he was a he was a i think a five by six so he's even a younger bull compared to some of the others so i wouldn't be surprised if in the next day or so a big old boy moves in takes his cows because he had what those three how many he had five with them down there and, and i don't know how many went right. up the hill in front of you all because when i looked right. up there were four standing there right. and then just all of a sudden they took off up the hill by the time right. i got your all's attention and all you yeah. seen was their yeah. rear ends are running up the hill yeah but Great. yeah good 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 memories for sure well 
thanks for listening. This has been a bluegrass adventure. Wraps up 2019 in the books. And uh, yeah, as always, we will encourage you, go out, find something that inspires you in the wild. Embrace it. God bless. And we will see you down the trail.